0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. In this episode, me and Kenny are going to talk about some frequently asked questions. So we've just run one of our three-day events. We had a group that were full of questions, and we find that we often get asked the same questions over and over again. So just going to answer a few of the ones that tend to get asked the most, so we
1: can refer people to this episode in the future. I think I, I'm going grey.
0: <laughs>
1: we'll we, we had a lovely, lovely weekend. <laughs> I think this particular question I got asked three times a day. Well. You got asked it, Dan got asked it, and I got asked it. So did Zane, I think.
0: Nice. How long should a podcast be?
1: I wouldn't be surprised. That was the question, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. So um, let's get into it, shall we? How long should your podcast episode be? Well, the answer is it depends, like most Mm. things. Right. If you're doing solo content, here's a caveat. With most solo content, if you're doing... Educational content, for example, like this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes. Nobody's going to be interested or engaged by one singular voice for that amount of time. However, depending on the content, because there are a ton of history podcasts or comedy shows or fictional shows. It's like deep dive, more like a book, right? Yeah, exactly. That can work. So, for example, Dan Carling, that is like PhD level deep dive. On a historic event. It's called Hardcore Histories. He does four or five a year. And then he'll keep those four or five in his free feed. The rest go in his back catalog. He does 40 grand a month through membership sites for people just going back and listening to his old ones, right? But they're incredibly well produced. And people are going into it knowing that the content is going to be something else. Mm. But you cannot do a four hour solo episode a week four hours on
0: how to monetize podcast
1: yeah well we could could, but nobody would listen so but yeah if it's educational and it's about what your industry is then do like 10 15 minutes there's a reason why ted talks are like top end 15 minutes because they know that people can't consume that content from one singular person without zoning out or becoming disinterested so keep it sharp keep it tight longer ones that are interviews Generally, you see interviews, the content gets better the longer you're there because they warm up and the rapport. But even then, I think most people should aim to start with, if you're a new beginner, that's the same word. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed
0: to an experienced beginner.
1: If you're a beginner podcaster is what I meant to say, right? Then start about 45 minutes, 45 to 60 minutes. But it's it's as long as it needs to be. If you're talking to somebody and the conversation's flowing, they've got high energy, they're saying interesting things, then let it run on and you can always edit it down. But if they're really short with you, low energy, clearly they're not having a good time, or maybe they're having a good time but their content's just shit and you know this is all fluff, then shorten it down. If it's been 20 minutes, no worries. You know, do 20 minutes. That's absolutely fine. But the biggest key here is your analytics. Once your show's been running a little while and you can see what percentage of the episode people generally consume, how many downloads it's getting compared to your baseline average, that will indicate whether or not it should be shorter or longer. Because if you're doing 90-minute long interviews, for example, and you look at your consumption data on your hosting site and two-thirds or three-quarters of your audience is gone halfway through, then most people aren't... Like, you've got 10 people listening a bit longer. And I guarantee mm. you, if you're doing interviews right now and they're 1 hour 15, 1 hour 30, I would imagine with most people, especially if you're starting out, you have 0% of people left three quarters of the way through. 0%? You're I reckon right. if you're a new show yeah. and you're, you haven't had much experience hosting before... Obviously if you've been a presenter all your life and then you do it, maybe you're a bit better. But genuinely this does happen. So check your analytics because that means you need to get better at getting good content out of people earlier on so you can condense them or get better at editing, get a better editor that knows what is good and what is bad, right? Most people, like for example, with Diary of a CEO, he's said multiple times that he's interviewing people for like three hours or whatever, or he's with them for three hours. And he'll say that in conversation. But All of his episodes are about an hour and a half, maybe a bit less. So they must be aggressively cutting a lot out of that to keep it sharp and tight. Because consumption data is the most important thing of your podcast and on YouTube. Specifically YouTube, click through, rate. So how many people see the thumbnail, click on the video, and consumption, what percentage of that do people watch, is the most important thing and it's not about i owe something to my guest or you know because they've said it and therefore it needs to go out there or even well you know i've created it and therefore it must go out because it's a waste if not no no no. don't waste your audience's time make sure every single piece of content you put out there is you know as tight and as polished as possible even with this show we went from 45 50 minute discussion episodes about topics like this to 10 15 minutes And guess what? Consumption goes up. Downloads goes up. Shares goes up. Everything goes up and to the right. And something else that goes up when you shorten it is discoverability,
0: right? You have more keywords because you have more titles, because you have more topics, because you have more episodes. Mm. So rather than doing an episode on sponsorship, we might do one, how to negotiate your first sponsor, how to get your sponsor their best results, and how to get the most money out of a sponsor. There you go. There's three different titles all have the word sponsorship in but if someone specifically searches one of those if it was an episode all about sponsorship they might not find it but now they might and then they might go and listen to the other ones after so it gives you a lot more chance with discoverability because obviously there's no algorithm on the podcast platform so more titles more discoverability
1: yeah I like that and we've spoken about that a few times and it's definitely helped us but honestly this is by far I don't know about you this is my number one most like asked question people always ask about the length but here's a close enough answer for you There'll be certain people listening to this knowing that this is about them, right? If it's a solo episode, roughly 15 minutes. Max twenty. Yeah. Now you don't want to do it too short. You don't want to do sort of five, seven minutes because that is much less than someone's commute, right? I don't know about you. If, if I've got a 15 it's not minute really commute. A podcast
0: app. And when I first a year or so ago, I was like, oh yeah, five minute podcast. I mean, there's a daily one, right? Like that, but Yeah, is um, fine. Realistically, Nothing less than 10, nothing more than 20.
1: So solo yeah. episodes, 10 to 20 minutes. If you're doing an interview, aim, and you're new, aim for 45 minutes. Do that consistently, look at your consumption data, and then address after. Exactly. And once you become more experienced, just keep it the same length every single week. Whether it's an hour, 30,
0: 45. There we go. Anyone ask me that again, I'm just going to play the clip. Um, second question, right, and there's a few into one here, but it's around monetizing. It's when can I monetize... How many downloads do I need to approach a sponsor? How much can I charge my sponsor? But the biggest one for me, when it's people looking to start podcasting, is specifically, how can I actually monetize a podcast? Like, what's the main way I can monetize a podcast? And for me, there's two. Obviously, there's loads of ways we talk about, but there's two ways you should really focus on that. Probably going to be the meat of it, depending on your show, and that's sponsorship and it's trickle-down review. Or indirect
1: sales, essentially people buying your stuff because they like you.
0: Exactly that, um and then a third one that kind of comes off a of sponsorship is affiliates. If you can't quite get a sponsor, then you can get an affiliate. But those two are the ways that m- probably makes up eighty percent of podcasting revenue. But then, I mean, I say that you got things like speaking engagements could be super fruitful for people, but for most people, yeah, if you're, the, if you're talking about
1: main stuff, the most likely to generate you the most income in the shortest amount of time for the most shows because if you're doing a comedy show like you're not doing like you're not being paid to speak like you could but are selling gigs yeah, so you, then you yeah, do live shows so it's different sure. but if it's like a fiction show you're not going to do it right the, but sponsorship applies to all mm-hmm. selling your own stuff will apply to most people that well, m- almost all that listen to this show Right. Like generally we're aimed towards entrepreneurs and this is the thing people always forget this I think it's because sponsorship is new and the content's kind of sexy and it's fun it's like oh yeah yeah sponsors sponsors like but people forget like bagging a 10 grand sponsor is going to be a lot of work it's cool like, like it's epic right someone's just going to pay you to read their stuff out but also if you've got a high ticket item like 10 grand could be one listener man. people forget how much easier it is just to be authentic just give some valuable content that's fun and just sell your own stuff do you know what I mean like it's not that complicated speaking of which if you're if you need production (laughs) boy do i know someone for you (laughs) us this show is sponsored by
0: progressive media
1: (laughs) (laughs) buy my shit no i'm joking but sell your own stuff sponsors a second third one depends on if you're doing video or not youtube revenue right because if you're already creating the content you're putting it out there fine that is going to be the bulky stuff for most podcasters and all the other ways are a bit more niche or complex or don't apply to a big percentage of you. But my biggest bugbear, other than people asking me how long should a podcast be, is, I know, I know it's different for everyone, and I know you can't give me the answer, uh, but... Can you give me the answer? Yeah, how many downloads do I need to get a sponsor? It's like, ugh, you've just said I can't give you the answer. You say you know that, but yet you still want an answer. What you
0: can do is... Tell people if they're going to be the higher end or lower end, right? If you've got quite a broad audience, probably going to be on the lower end. If you're very niche, potential to be in the higher end, but it depends who your audience is, right? We were speaking to someone who was on a three-day training who we're going to be working with to help launch a show, and we're going to help them find 200-odd potential sponsors because they're in the tech industry, and they've got a lot of good connections, and they're going to have some great guests. Now, they will probably make more sponsorship money than someone who's talking about lifestyle or something just quite generic, a mindset podcast, so... Anything money related helps, but even more so than that, just super niche where the audience is a high value audience. The tech industry, great SaaS companies, most of them are tech tech companies, right? Or there's another one I know. Matt listens to this podcast sometimes. Motorhome Matt, a podcast about motorhomes. People that buy motomes tend to be fairly wealthy, so that's a really good audience. So niche audiences with a high value, you can get a bit more. But the other audiences can also
1: get loads if they know the right people so there, there is no yeah. answer and when well listen there are a ton of podcasts in different industries that have secured sponsorship before they have launched so the answer from when is now right it doesn't matter when mm. and i know a ton of people that got really successful shows you know massive audience been doing it two three years have got no sponsor but it's just it's not because they can't get one it's because they haven't gone out and look for one not everyone will have someone knock on their door sometimes funnily enough you're actually gonna have to do the work sorry mm. do you know what i mean like fucking but everyone can do it and then people say oh well will people really sponsor my show before it's launched well listen that is how pretty much the american economy is built that's how silicon valley works is people will invest in founders or like companies that don't even exist because the idea is strong and they believe in the founder. Your show, you know, your media empire, your podcast is the exact same thing. If people back you and step one to that is you back yourself. If they back you and they believe in your idea, sort of slight caveat to that as well, and your potential audience, like you said, some audiences are right. more valuable, right? They, and they think they're going to make a return. Then they will give you money. Right? And not only that, So many of these companies literally have money to spend. So I'm not going to say what or who, but working with a company at the moment, their potential sponsor came to them and said, listen, we're, we're looking at sponsoring your show. And we then went to their competitor, which is Google, and said, your competitor wants to sponsor us. Are you open to it? And because their competitor was, they're like, yep, sure, let's have that conversation, right? Because they're like, we not only have a budget to grow our brand, we also have a budget to suppress other people growing their brand. And they don't want their competitors getting that business. And Google, the guy that was dealing with it, was in charge of UK startups. So he had a budget to grow the brand of Google Cloud within the entrepreneurship space In the UK And his budget Was 500 million Can we get a budget That'd be lovely So basically If some of that's Gone over your head Essentially what that means is Google Have a budget Of half a billion pounds a year To spend Marketing Google Cloud Every single year Right And somebody Is probably on Many high six figures a year In London To spend that money What a job, by the way. Yeah, I mean... I'm going to pay you to spend our money. So, when you go to them with a good host that has got a strong idea, they're like, yes, absolutely. Here's many tens of thousands of pounds. One caveat. Go. Do not
0: sit there and not launch this podcast because you're waiting for sponsorship. It's absolutely possible and... Probably way more possible than you think, but still the majority of people don't get sponsorship before they launch, which is fine when you're an independent creator that is here in the UK at least. So by all means, approach your sponsors, by all means have these conversations and try. But don't be someone who's waiting for a sponsor to launch a show, because there's a good chance you'll just never launch it. And then maybe that excitement will go away. It's very easy to come up with excuses. We just done an interview episode and talked about this sort of stuff a lot. It's very easy to sit there and be like, oh, but this, but that, but this, but that. But I haven't got a sponsor yet, oh, I'm gonna get a sponsor. Be a decision maker and do it, right? Mm. Just get, launch a show because you'll get a better chance of getting sponsors then. And you've even if you've been told no, their relationships you've started to build, their contacts you've now got that you can reapproach, or people that might be interested but haven't committed to anything, just launch a show because don't let that stop you from doing it because then it becomes a negative effect. <laughs> I was having
1: a chat with somebody yesterday and so we had a list of potential sponsors. The show hasn't launched yet. It's a great idea for a show. I'd back the host and they said essentially got all these lists of potential sponsors and they're looking through them all over one like oh should we get that one b- before we launch Should we get that one after we launch when we're a bit bigger and stuff like that i was like to be honest they can pay me when they pay me do you know what I mean all you need to do is right now send off 200 emails or 200 linkedin messages because some of them will say yeah let's have a conversation now some will air you and the reason they ask because we've been talking about our launch formula about getting to number one they're like oh do you reckon it'd be better if um We get it once we're number one. So, well, how about we just message these 200 people? And if somebody wants to pay you now, we'll just say yes, right? Because money's money. And then those that ignore you, we won't delay launch. We're going to launch in January, as we said. When you get to number one, which you will, you send a screenshot to those that haven't replied to you and gone, still interested, by the way. Um, But also just to let you know, we were serious in our first message. We're now number one. We're working with this production company. You can check out the quality. So it's, you don't delay starting. You don't delay messaging. You don't try and become a fortune teller and go, oh, well, I'll have this guest once I'm at this size and I'll get this sponsor when I'm at this size. Like, how about you just do everything now and then just see what happens? It's like trying to find those hacks to get started but without
0: paying for it so you won't manifest. Question, how many people do you think have spent 10 plus years trying to, wait, trying to find a way to get rich quick? If they just started on something at the start of the ten years and stuck with it for ten years, they'd probably have a good chance. But ten years in, they still haven't found that way to get rich in three months.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people that are on like their twenty fourth fad diet or whatever it (laughs) is. Maybe if you
0: just stuck with it at the start, failed a few times and kept going, yeah, you'd be in a better position than restarting every three months trying to find the next quick hack. Right? I like that. I like that. I can't claim all the credit. It's Alex or Moses, but. I, oh, okay. I heard it and i, I, you I was you sounded fucking friend. smart yeah no that's come on <laughs> let's, let's not take the piss um,
1: go, on. go on what's your next one
0: um there was one more equipment there? oh that was it that's yeah. one i get what lot. camera can i use um what what camera should i use what mic should i use just anything around equipment now whatever we say is always but what about this so how about this camera wise if you're not looking to invest loads of money Use the back of your iPhone camera because it's probably good enough. If you need two cameras, buy another iPhone or use a, or, or use your guests, right? <laughs> um, what about Mike? What's your first first one that comes to mind when you think, Mike?
1: It depends, again, it depends what your budget is, right? We're well, using Shaw NV7X. It's the XLR version because it's a bit cheaper than the normal one because the normal one's got XLR and USB. And you're tight ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we never use the USB because all of us our stuff's on in a studio. A bit cheaper than that, Samsung Q2U. And yeah. Basically, a dynamic mic. You don't need anything over a few hundred quid. Yeah. So I would say with most people, right, here are your two options. Stick to them. Use a studio. If you cannot afford and you're doing it virtual, use this setup. Your phone for your webcam, some ring lights, and make sure you've got some natural lighting. I would spend a couple of hundred pounds, it's actually a bit less than that, on a Shaw NV7, which can plug directly into your laptop and any headphones you have available to you. That aren't Bluetooth. Yeah, any wired headphones you have to... You've probably already got headphones, you've probably already got the laptop or computer, you've probably already got a smartphone. So your only thing to purchase is the mic and it comes with the cables and stands anyway. We're not affiliated, just buy it. But if you can use a studio... Use the studio. It's always going to be better.
0: And if you own a mic company and want to be affiliated, reach out in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so next week episode, we might not be recommending this we'll be recommending something else. I feel much better. Yeah. So iPhone camera, dynamic mic, that isn't super expensive. Yeah. How, when can I monetize your podcast? Whenever. How many downloads do I need? Piss off. Figure yeah. it out.
1: Um, well,
0: that's very harsh. But
1: Zero or any number that isn't zero.
0: Yeah, there we go. Um, and what was the very first one how How long should a podcast be 45 minutes if it's an interview 15 if it's a solo boom there we go episode done cheers guys thanks for, for listening to the podcasters podcast and we'll catch you next time